The world is on fire, figuratively and literally. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's just start the fucking podcast. <laughs> okay. I'm Sean. I'm Randy. And this is Rural America. Randy. Sean, how's it going? Good. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I think we're good. Jeff? How are you, gentlemen? Good. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, well, I'm glad you came. It's awesome. Yeah. You know... It's hard to get people on here, especially from rural America. They're scared. They should come. It's an impressive facility you've got here. <laughs> Very professional atmosphere. Well, that's that's what we were going for. You should have seen the first design. It looked like, uh, I don't know, like you're walking down to Leatherface's dungeon or some shit. <laughs> that won't do. That's, that's probably harder to get people roped into coming on in. Oh, God. It was, it was ridiculous. So I ha- we had to change it. But I think we're good now. So uh, you're a lawyer. That's correct. In a rural community. That's correct. I think I looked at the census earlier, but I think it was from 2018. There's only 6,000-something people that live in the actual town. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. That's not many. A little under 20 in the the whole county. Yeah, the whole county. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's, you know. Right. So has, uh, you know, the COVID affected uh, as far as the, like, because uh, did the court like courthouses and shut down? Uh, practice law changed a little bit. I mean, you had some courtrooms that um, moved more to like Zoom hearings. Um, right. Then you had you had other times where non-essential hearings kept getting bumped. Um, like if it wasn't something that really needed to be heard by the courts, they'd move it along. So the courts kind of played it. Hey, this one needs to be heard. There, there's some issue here that I want to hear, and, and we'd have hearings. But I had hearings pretty much the entire time. I think there was about a one week period during 2020 where at least all the courts that I practiced in weren't really having hearings. But other right. than that, there was pretty much hearings at all times. <clears throat> um, and what, what's your particular – I mean, you're a lawyer, but, like, there's several types yeah, of lawyers. I, it's, so I like to refer to myself as a country lawyer, you know, just a, <laughs> right. a sophisticated country lawyer, right? Um, so you, you, in a small town, you generally have what's called a general practice. Um, so you, you have different things, areas of practice that you may focus on, but you do a lot of more things. If you go to um, a major city, you go to Chicago, Illinois, um, most lawyers there are going to focus on one thing. They do um, unemployment law. They do um, criminal defense. They do, you know, they don't they don't mix things. Um, I I have a general practice, and we do. We do real estate law, we do criminal defense, we do family law, we do personal injury, we do municipal law. Um, we pretty much do it all. Um, so I, I don't get into tax law and I don't get into bankruptcies. Um, there's some things I won't do, but yeah, but for the most part, um, my, law, my law firm handles a lot of things. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you just, you cover all the bases basically, mm-hmm. except for certain shit, like you said. Yeah. On some level. <clears throat> well, that's got to be uh, more interesting than just dealing with the same thing all the time. Um, yeah, I, I I love it. Um, there are days that it would be nice if you if you just focused on a little tiny subsection of the wall instead of ginormous right. volumes of it. But, right. Um, yeah, I think I'd get bored if I was just doing family law and I just had custody battles every day or divorces. I think I'd get bored with that. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. 
So we have a few questions for you. If you'd be willing to answer some email so questions. You, yeah. So you, um, you, you guys come prepped and there's questions, huh? Well, okay. we do. We do. All uh, right. Just a few. From, Fire away. Uh, Fire away. Fire away. Okay. So question one. So if you have a, uh, so if you have your own place, right? It's your, it's your home. You are already living there basically, right? Okay. And you move in a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Things don't work out, but they're getting mail there. There mm-hmm. may be cables in their name. Do you have to le- legally evict them for them to get out? Like if you're like, get out, and they won't, right. can you call the law and be like, I want him out of here, and he can be like, I receive mail, and I pay bills here. Right. Well, speaking straight, one, I have to, this is kind of something you have to do. I have to say that I'm not giving legal advice to anyone out there. That's um, yep. Nobody listening should take this as legal advice. It's not intended to be legal advice. I'm <laughs> certainly not... I'm not beginning any attorney-client privilege. There's no attorney-client relationship being started by any advice or anything I state today, okay? Yep. Having said that, in the state that I practice in, um, in rural America, um, if somebody is getting if somebody is getting mail at a location, generally you have to go through an eviction process. I'll take it one step further than where you took it. I will take it to you have a you own a house. Nobody's lived there for months. You're actually remodeling it, but things get fast in other aspects of your life, so you're not even messing with the house. Some people illegally move into the residence, right. begin getting mail, essentially known as what would be commonly thought of as squatters. Right. You might, and you might likely, have to evict those humans. <laughs> um, wow. Because they're, if they begin to get mail there and those things, you may have to evict them. So, yeah, um, it, it's kind of a safe thought that you're going to have to do an eviction for anybody that's living in a residence that gets mail in it. M- nine out of ten times in this state, you'll probably have to do an eviction-type um, process to get them out. Certainly, if it's a girlfriend moving in, you don't get to just pick when they get to move out. And then there's trespass and they get arrested and that kind of stuff. Right. <clears throat> well, there you go, rural America. There's your first question answered. Just be prepared for some shit if it happens. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. All right, question two. If you're asked by law enforcement, a law enforcement officer to show your ID, do you have to show it to them? Well, that's tricky. Um, if you're, if you're, it depends if you're, if you're walking down the street, um, that may be called what's considered a consensual encounter. Um, if you're pulled over, um, the, yes, my answer to you will be yes. If they ask to see your ID, um, you're likely going to have to show it. Now you're always welcome to ask the officer, are you making me? Is this something you're telling me I have to do? Um, and the officer will, will give will guide you there. Right. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of, um, it's a tricky question because generally as a rule of thumb, if they ask for your ID, yes, you have to give that to them. Um, and, and not doing so could be considered resisting um, or other some kind of other unlawful. Yeah, action. we had my grandpa had that problem uh, in another state, but anyway, yeah, that was what they ended up charging him with. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, we had to go to court and everything over that. Yeah, because they came to the house, asked for his ID, and he said, "I'm not driving." Right. So he didn't give it to him, and altercation ensued and <laughs> well, the altercation is probably what got him in trouble well, I mean, it is definitely what got him in trouble <laughs> so so it's there's a big distinction here in this kind of area of law that people get um confused by is you you have the right to against self-incrimination right that's that's this whole thought of i don't have to give them any statements i don't and in fact i encourage clients not to give statements to law enforcement what you can't do is give them false information 
Okay, right. so what mm-hmm. happens in the ID situation is a lot of times somebody will give them they'll might give them a false name and right. then they get false informing. Like I'm Tim. So while you're allowed to, in fact, not give a statement, there's nowhere in the law where you're allowed to give a untruthful statement. That's an important distinction to remember. Right, and then we said something about altercations, which leads into the last rural America oh, question yeah. people sure. have: if you resist or as a stupid shit. But whatever, we're going to read it anyway. If you resist arrest and get injured during the process, who's responsible for the medical bills, you or the law enforcement? Potentially either, both. It just depends on it just depends on if they just because someone is resisting arrest doesn't give the right for the officer to necessarily use some type of force that was that was unlawful. Um so potentially the 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 and then it's a tough question because you go to jail, right? Right. If you're incarcerated, um, generally the jail, the county, the is responsible for those medical bills anyway. So if somebody is sitting in jail and another inmate hits them, um, the county is and, you know hits them and hurts them and breaks a jaw or something. Generally, the county is going to be on the hook for those medical bills. Right. Um, so it's kind of a tough question, but then generally, you know, you see that it. it in that situation, there, there's there are lawsuits that are filed all the time against different communities and different different government entities based upon law enforcement. Um, you know, I can't imagine what some of those are. I'm sure it's interesting. You see some <laughs> you see some crazy crazy stuff. I'm <clears throat> telling you, yeah, for sure. I imagine. I'm sure living in a small place too, you see a lot of, you know, interesting cases sure i mean i think you see interesting cases everywhere just because the practice of the law is just it's in i'll tell you something that they don't tell you before you go to law school um and i i love what i do i wouldn't change it for all the world um but something they don't tell you that you should know is that when you go to law school and you graduate what you have become is a professional that deals with everybody's biggest problem when you come to my office you're, you're bringing your biggest problem in life to me right. to resolve. Yeah. You're not bringing, like, joy. You're not bringing a good thing that's happening. I mean, that happens 1% of the time. But most of the time, when you walk in my door, you have a major problem, a major problem big enough that you need to spend money on somebody else to help you resolve. Right. And I'm the person that's there. So, I mean, it's a good thing to know. I would encourage anybody young out there that's it's entertaining the idea of being a, a lawyer and certainly a country lawyer is you're going to – you're going to have to be strong enough mentally to know that you're going. To, that's what you're going to do is you're going to resolve people's problems, and it's their big problems in life. Right. And you live in a small town, so you're going to encounter those individuals. Yeah. Okay. I can't tell. I can't tell you how many times I've walked in a gas station and somebody says, "Hey, do you know when my next court date is?" Or, "Hey, do you know? You know, right. I, I made an appointment with your office next week. Do you know what time it is?" Those right. kind of things. Um, so you're going to see individuals, you're going to be around individuals, and I actually think that's why I like practicing law in a small town, is I like I like the idea of I know my clients. I right. like the idea of I, I'm around them, I can, you know, it's a good feeling too, because when you do that and you go and somebody's like, ah, you changed my life, you know, those kind of things. So. Right. I have a question about that. So, like, does it ever, like, say, does it ever, do you ever think about, uh, like, you know your client, and then you couldn't. All you could, you did everything you could to help them out, and then it doesn't work out. And then is there conflict between you and your client now, even though you've known them in the past? I, um, 
Are you talking about like friends? Um, or just people in the just community. people that you know. Yeah, I mean, here's, so here's the deal. I, I find if that same that gas I, station guy, right. girl, uh, things didn't work right. out their way, and then you encounter every them. lawyer in the history of lawyers is going <clears> to <throat> have some clients, prior clients that don't that 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 are um, unhappy with how things went or whatever. But two things, I would say, the more I have more difficulty with people that I was up against. Um, that have problems or issues or, or don't look at me in the same light because we had, you know, a custody battle or a divorce or a civil suit or something to where they're frustrated with how that turned out. And I was on the other side. And so I'm the big bad monster. Right. Right. Um, as far as my own clients, I try to be very, very good and forthright up front. You come into my office and I tell you, here's the scenarios. Here's what's likely to happen. Here's what could happen. Here's a good scenario. Here's a bad scenario. I try to be up front like that. Um, I think there are some lawyers that promise you the world, and then you know, then there's then I think there's a lot more hostilities on the back end than if you're somebody that hey, here's what could happen, okay, um, here's what's likely to happen. People tend to have better, re- more realistic expectations, and more realistic expectations and a better understanding of what could happen generally on the back end presents a pretty a pretty a better a better idea and a better relationship. Right. Well, the reason I brought that up is. I was telling you earlier about I actually got selected for jury duty once and and I kind of knew the family but I didn't really know them They're, they weren't friends I knew I went to school with one of them anyway uh, then I got to think and after I was selected to actually be on the jury then I have to in my job I have to deal with public quite a bit so then I got to thinking oh my gosh you know what if I run into him, after, you know, after this is over, you know, and uh, I just, you know, being in a small town also, you know, that kind of happens, I guess. And then I was like, what, you know, what's going to happen here? But luckily that didn't play out, but it was just in my head. You know what I mean? Sure. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very serious thing. I mean, you know, um, so you, you have to treat it seriously. Um, unfortunately, as a juror, you don't really get to control that. I know you're kind right. of you're stuck in that situation. So, although I'll tell you, jury duty, um, I consist. I want to go on my little spiel here. That's kind of corny, but that's fine. Um, the, the, jury duty to me is, is a civic duty that we as Americans should not only um, do, but we should do encourage in people to do it and take it very seriously because it's what it's part of the criminal justice system, the civil justice. It's part of our justice system in general that that actually um, court system that that makes our country better than others in regards to how we handle um, disputes of any variety. Right, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, so, and and actually, most people after a jury trial, most jurors actually really enjoyed the experience. Very few of them are like, "I hated that. That was horrible. I wish I would have never done it." Because sometimes I'll have a jury trial and the judge will allow us to go back and kind of discuss with the jurors what they thought, what they liked. As a young attorney, that was huge for me to be oh, able yeah. to, to hear from jurors, like, what did I do that you liked? What did I do that you didn't <laughs> like? And they're always, like, real excited to talk about it. I mean, they're they're pretty engaged, and they find it very fascinating. So I would encourage any of your listeners to don't – to it's, it's, it's a normal practice to get – upset and irritated and, and bothered by the fact you've got jury duty. But if you, if you get the opportunity, you should absolutely um, do it. Absolutely. Well, I was all in at the beginning, and then I got in there, and I was like, what if I run into these people later right. on? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But it turned out all right. I mean, that didn't happen. So, Right. 
Very good. Yeah. Um, I've never been selected. Have you been called? No. Nope. I haven't had to do it yet. Maybe one day. Right. I was actually kind of looking forward to it. You know, like I said at the beginning, well, I had a coworker that uh, he had retired at that point. But anyway, he was, he'd always talk about, he got selected for jury duty and it was a big trial and they put him up at the hotel and everything. They had to sequester him and everything. And he said that was pretty good money because <laughs> he got paid from work also right. at the same time. Right. Yeah. Nope. He said he had a pretty good time. And, uh, so I was kind of looking forward to it. Mine only la- my trial only lasted one day, so it wasn't that big a deal. But oh well, I won't. I won't harp on that. Well, one day is a lot. Well, well, it's I tell you, people underestimate how tiresome multiple multiple days of trial can be. So one day is a really nice trial because right. you're you're there just long enough to really get into the issue, but not to be worn down. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a criminal trial or a civil trial? The one I went to. Yeah. Um, mine was. Um, uh, I guess. Criminal, I think it had to do with child abuse or something. Yeah. It's been a while. Right. <laughs> okay, I have a question. So, uh, obviously, you guys are bound by law, right, To with your clients. Yeah. Like, you can't tell anybody about... Sure, pretty much. Now, are they... If case- you're trying to ask <clears throat> me a question and start an attorney-client privilege right this moment, it's probably not the best way to do it over the radio, so... No, 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 no. Now's uh, not the time to ask that serious question. What are you getting at, Sean? Are, are you allowed? Okay, so this is my question: Are you are you allowed to discuss the case, but no names? Like you know, well, is that something that like because uh, I know doctors can't discuss, they can't give your medical information out there. Of course, but I'm sure doctors talk to other doctors that have nothing to do with your case. They sure. just don't mention the name. Maybe they just mention sure. the diagnosis. Like, or, it's you know, very it's common. A, it's very common, like criminal defense law. Um, it's very common for one attorney to talk to another attorney and say, "Hey, I got this case where this guy, they're alleging this guy did this, and I'm trying to get." And, and yeah, you, I mean, you talk about it in broad, you know. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah that 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 happens quite a bit in the profession. Um, obviously, nothing that's privileged should you ever speak about. Um, the fact is, though, most most hearings in a courtroom are open to the public. There are some um, some deviants, some just variations from that, like you can't go to a juvenile hearing and, 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 child, and child need of services hearings. But most, for the most part, almost all hearings are open to the public. So, and so you you know, a divorce proceeding that's a final hearing, um, it's not really. Um, Private issues generally, and public can hear listen to it. Um, so you just can like, go in there and sit in on you it. You can go and sit on it. And they can't tell you to get out. No, just like a jury trial. You go into a criminal jury trial, you go into a murder trial and sit in the courtroom and judge, unless there's some other reason, COVID or right. some other you know capacity rule or that he's made some ruling prior to, you generally can't. Um, same thing with criminal cases. The police report, um, the charging information, all that's public information. That's not something that's... It's that's hidden and unique, and only the lawyers and the judge and the prosecutor and the defendant can have. That's generally open to the public. Right now, juvenile records are sealed. Right, juvenile records are sealed. Correct. When's that happen? Because like age, you know, like you have to be twenty one now to buy cigarettes. So it, it's eighteen. Eighteen, they yeah. shut it off. Nineteen, you get eight. When you hit eighteen years old and you get charged with a crime, it's going to be as an adult. And when you're when you're younger than that, it can technically, but that's that would have to be. Something crazy. A more heinous crime, generally, and it, it's they wave you to adult court. But as a as a general rule, when the second you turn eighteen, anything you do is an adult, and then and then it's open to the public. 
was, you know, you see them in the newspaper. You see right John Doe, 43 of, yeah, you know, whatever. Small town, rural, in the, in, you know, or United States somewhere. And, you know. Right. Now, is there any way, like, say you get arrested, is there any way legally you can keep your name from going into the paper? Well, not generally from the paper um, because, like I said, it's public information. Right. Um, what you can do afterwards is you can um, – Every state has different rules, but you can file what's called an expungement and hide, um, seal essentially the the case so that it's not viewable to employers and things like that. Now, how do you go about sealing your criminal record? Yeah. I imagine you can't have a felony. No, of course you can have. So Indiana, I apologize, small town United States guys, rural yes, rural America. Um, We're it's still a big state. That's right. Well, I mean, if we're talking about maybe it was to throw people off, you know. Um, <laughs> <gives> a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, in this state, um, you hear of, you hear the term expungement, and generally in the practice of law, an expungement means the case is gone. You file an expungement, and the court gets rid of the case. Right? Indiana, Indiana, a few years ago, started allowing for expungements, um, but our expungement law is not a true expungement, and the fact that our expungement law means the cases are still there. They're just sealed, okay? So you can file to have them unsealed if you wanted. No, they're just sealed, meaning that employers couldn't find them. Um, oh, okay. Most people couldn't find them, but the government can. So if you got arrested again, the prosecutor could use that as criminal history and still use it against you. Oh. But 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 it's not viewable to employers. It's not viewable to a, you know to common people doing research against you. In fact, it's illegal to even ask the question: Have you ever been? If an employer on an application said, "Have you ever been?" Um, convicted of a crime, even if expunged, that's an illegal question to ask in the state of Indiana. So you can seal it, and you can actually expunge almost every case. There are a list of, of a few that you cannot, but almost every case in, this, in the state of in, uh, this state, you can you can expunge cases, um, and you can even expunge ten cases. Um, there's rules on how long it has to be since the last conviction, since the last sentence, um, those kind of things. But you can essentially expunge your entire criminal record. You just have to do it all at the same time within a year period. So if you had several counties in this in this state um, and you had a criminal case in each one, so say you had five criminal cases, five felonies in five different counties, you could essentially expunge all five of those. How hard is that, though, to expunge? Well, you got to hire a lawyer. I think you could probably do it without a lawyer. I and there's things I encourage people that they can do without a lawyer. Expungement probably is not one. But um, but either way, it's not, you know, you hire a lawyer and he does it and he files it in the various counties and you go from there. Hmm. Interesting. Huh? Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm sh- I'm uh, shifting the tides a little, Jeff. Okay. Okay. Makes me nervous. It, it's going to get, it might get crazy. You might get upset. You might agree. You might agree with this. I don't know. We just, we're wanting your reaction out of it because uh, I know you're a family man, you know, so. Now, they are teaching this for sure, 100% true. They're teaching this in a school for sure, okay? Now, I'm just trying to get your reaction, not as a lawyer or anything else, just as a a, a, a rural as American. A father. a father and a rural American because, okay, so I want to point this out too. Like, obviously, you went to law school and stuff, so you moved away from mm-hmm. rural America for how many years? Well, I went to undergrad for four and then law school for three. 
Right. So seven. So Jesus Christ, you got to go to school seven years. Good God. You're still paying on student loans? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just wanted to throw that in there. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot of, you know, I don't want to deter people from going to school if that's your thing. It's just, I know. Obviously, it's working out well for you, you know. Um, Well, I have a cousin that's a lawyer also in a major city, and he, uh, last time I saw him, it's been probably 10 years ago that I saw him, but he was saying he was still paying five bills a month for his student loans back then. Wow. Yeah. Shitty. And he went to college in uh, the 80s. Right. So. The 80s. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So also, uh, so what was that like for you? Graduating high school, rural America, like, like I said, six thousand something people in the whole town, like, right. and then going to a place like that. Well, I mean, I I, I went to rural America University too. I mean, I'm, I'm Big Ten country, so I went to a Big Ten school and um, loved it. Um, it was, was it? a it was a wake up call. I will tell you that part of was it a culture shock though? Like when you showed up and you realized, "Hey, I'm here." Yeah. Holy I mean, shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean to be honest with you, that's how I picked my the, the school I want to go to is that I was from a small town, a small high school. Um, and, and a lot of people want to go to small universities and I gave that some thought, some small private universities and I part of me wanted to go and see the world and get something bigger. So I went to, you know, a university with tens of thousands of students. I think it's over 40,000 now. Um but so that was kind of the reason I went there, and the reason I I picked my university at first is, is that a lot of kids in my class were going to another one that was a big one, and I wanted to kind of get away from small town, my you know my home school, and, and kind of be yeah. something else. So that's what I did. So find out who you are. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's kind of it's a it's a great it's it kind of prov- it provides growth. It's humbling at first, you know, you, where, where I, the school I went to, you know, you're a big fish in a small pond. You think you know everything's perfect and you got it all figured out, and then you kind of get dumped where there's a whole bunch of kids just like you, right? That were, you know, athletes that were good in school that were dating the good girls, you know, all those things, you know. So you're you're competing with everybody, right? And it, it's it's a it's a it's a rude awakening. It's fun, um, and then I actually went to a private law school so i kind of took the step back my law school the undergrad there was actually closer to my high school than what the the undergrad there that i went to so yeah so okay and was it your plan the whole time to eventually come back to rural america or is that just like what that's where your life just led you like yeah no so i went so i like right about the time i realized i wasn't gonna play in the nba or the nfl right so about like 10, you know, I decided, hey, I'm going to be a lawyer. That's what I want to be. At 10? Yeah, like 10, 10 or 11. Old, really? Watching, um, watch, honestly, watching Matlock with my grandfather probably sealed the deal. Really? So since I was a little, yeah. I, well, Matlock yeah. was a good show. Yeah. I remember that show. in back day. Yeah, yeah. so I, I literally watched that and knew at 10, 11, 12 years old, hey, I'm going to be a lawyer. That's what I want to do. So I went, to, cool. I, went to, I went to undergrad, I majored in political science. Like, you literally have to go to law school if you major in political science. There's not much of a choice after that. So right. I majored in political science, knew I was going to go to law school. Right after law school, I moved to a city, a major city. Still in rural America, but a major city inside of rural America, um, five or six hours away from my hometown. Loved it there. Um, wanted to have my own practice. I was never the guy who wanted to um, be in a big firm kind of be told what to do um that's just not my lifestyle like you didn't want to be the city slicking like 
work your way up to be a partner I one day. I, I, I actually thought, I actually wanted to be the the city smooth talking mm-hmm. guy, but I wanted to be my own firm guy, right? Right. Um, but I didn't want to be in with 150 other lawyers, and you're just kind of going through the motions. But starting my own practice in that major city for a couple of years was a very difficult task. And the whole time I was doing that, I was reading books on like how to start your own law practice, law practice management, those kind of things. And the central theme in all of them was start your practice where you know people. Start where you have all your connections. Right. Because where I was at, I was getting referrals from other attorneys, but attorneys generally only give bad cases. They don't give cases that pay a whole lot of money that are easy and fun. So they, they, give, give, you, they give you non-paying losers. Right. 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 So, <laughs> yeah. you, get, so you get those kind of cases. <laughs> But you got to start off somewhere. <laughs> you got to start, yeah. You got to start off somewhere. I had a cool office, but it just it wasn't working out financially. Um, so I, I moved back home. Um, actually, had a buddy come and get me, and, and I mean, <laughs> it's funny to think about this now in rural America fashion. I can't even make this up. Buddies, like we were talking on the phone. He's like, I'm like, dude. I just, part of it was I was missing all my my local buddies, and then my college buddies and my law school buddies. They all kind of knew each other through me. Right. So I'd literally get a call once a month, and they'd all meet up somewhere, and they'd be like, my high school and college buddies are partying together. I'm like, right. what's going on, man? Um. So I was telling him, I was like, yeah, I think I'd kind of like to move back to Rushville. Or <laughs> I killed it. I didn't. Back to back to you know back to small towns or something. And he goes, he goes, I'll come get you. I'm like, well, I got a lot of stuff. You know, I got all this crap. How am I going to move this? He's like, I'll come get you. He shows up in a horse trailer. I can't make this. is rural America to a T right here. Right. Come get <laughs> your the good stories. Come though. get your lawyer buddy. <laughs> in the horse trailer. In a major city. In a horse trailer. We put all, we pack all my stuff in the horse trailer. We move back to town and that's, the rest is history. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's good stuff. Yeah. But yeah. that experience. That doesn't is, surprise me at all though. Huh? <laughs> doesn't right. surprise me at all. Right. That experience, um. Sometimes it's humbling, I guess, to look back on it and think that I didn't, I didn't have a practice built the way I wanted to in that city because that's kind of what I expected things to happen in my life. But it was the best thing that ever happened to me because um, then I moved back here and I couldn't. I mean, I have three incredibly beautiful, bright, great children, and I, I get a, you know, a beautiful wife, and life's perfect, and I get to be around my mom, my dad, my grandparents, my friends, family. Life's good. Right. Plus, you still get together with your buddies from back in the day, too. Get back, right? yes, you know? absolutely, yeah. Because I know you travel to, you know, mm-hmm. a couple yeah. of states where your buddies live. And, yeah, yeah, You know, Always, you do yeah. that. So. Yeah, yep, yep. That's cool. Yeah. All my buddies never left. So all your buddies are still in small town. <laughs> They're just rural right America here. stranded. You left somewhat. Uh, I did. I, did. I mean, uh, I still live in rural America. Yeah, but, but. your county now is what? Four times the size? Yeah, four times there? the size Ooh. of there. Yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I like it, you know? I mean, it wasn't, it's not like I came here and got some kind of shock or anything. My biggest shock was <clears throat> um, not being able to just drive five minutes and, yeah, you know, be at the be at the local <laughs> pub having, yeah. you know, a couple of beers or whatever, which you know where, you know. Yeah, you Is, look- are they still even open? During the, they get shut down during COVID because it's a private club. They were shut down during a majority of COVID. They're right. back to open now. But, you know, like I used to go down there. Yeah. So yeah. I, I kind of miss, miss that for a long time where you could, I just run down the road. But, you know. Yeah. Things are going well for me up here. So Yeah, there you go. I needed a change of scenery anyway. Yeah, you got a beautiful home, beautiful family. Life's good. Yeah, it is good. You know, I don't really have anything to actually uh, complain about anymore. Right. So. Right. Remember that every day. Sometimes it's hard when, you know, you get like. 
frustrated. Oh, it's definitely because I get frustrated all the time. I can't believe I'm not redheaded. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, yeah. There's times where I flip shit for sure. Yeah. Right. But yeah, you know, you're always working on yourself. I guess as long as you improve, you know, gradually improve. I think I'm 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 fine with that. Mm-hmm. Well, gonna, I don't think anybody's gonna like we've like me and Randy we smoke. You know, it's it's a hard thing to put down, man. Yeah, but you know, you're an ex smoker, right? Mm-hmm. You just quit, didn't you? Just shut her down. About yeah, it's about two years ago. My daughter. Um, do you use patches? Yeah, I use patches. Okay, maybe I need to do that. I used the patches for like six months. I mean, I, like I think maybe even maybe like nine months. I use patches way longer <laughs> than you're even supposed to. How'd you get over? The uh, the morning the morning coffee cigarette the uh, dinner cigarette because those are my two worst or if you have to drive a long distance the only you just named the only cigarettes that I ever really cared about the rest were just cigarettes That's what you I did mean. Get, just yeah, to get yourself exactly. through because yeah. you're yeah. injecting it yep. the morning cigarette was my absolute favorite and then after every meal those are my favorites and you're right driving what, I yeah. still man it's been literally I, it's I guess it's been three <clears throat> years ago now because I haven't had a cigarette in like so do you smoke cigars. Years. No, no, but but I still two years I haven't had a cigarette, and I still roll down the window every once in a while to like begin to smoke one. You know, like it's really? just a habit of like you know you, you do. <laughs> I'll tell you why I don't smoke cigars because when I was in college, so me and I, Randy like cigars. Yeah, when I was in college, I quit smoking and I quit for like six months. Didn't have a single cigarette. I'm in college drinking, you know, all that, and not cigarettes. And I'd smoked since I was like 16. So you're talking about four or five years really? of smoking. Yeah. So I had four or five years of smoking, and I quit smoking. But then I started smoking cigars. Then I got to the point where I'd smoke Swisher Sweet Cigarillos. Because, you know, you're in college, and you're you're broke anyway, so you can't smoke good cigars frequently anyway. So I'd smoke Swisher Sweet Cigarillos. And then before you knew it, I was literally smoking a pack and a half to two packs of Swisher Sweet Cigarillos every day. You know what I mean? That's exactly what happened to me. I started smoking good cigars, and then I I went out on a – played golf with a buddy – and he had black and milds. I thought, man, these are a lot cheaper than the, I don't have to order them. Mm-hmm. I can just go to the gas station and get them. And that's mm-hmm. and that's what I'm stuck on now. Yeah. I, I, so I can't know. I'm I'm of the opinion I could not. I love good cigars, but I'm of the opinion if I took one drag of one, I'd be smoking again. So I, yeah. I cannot. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, probably you're right well, about I that. Not, <laughs> I, will, I will not give you a good cigar. Well, you can give me. I, okay. I'm, I, I'm I'm literally so. Far, I'm I'm to the point where. Um, you know that facility you talked about? We shot a lot of pool in that place. Yes. Um, yeah. And the older gentleman there that would quit, you know, it, it, the popular thing to do in the 80s and 90s was just like quit after your first heart attack type thing, right? Right. Um, so they quit, but they hadn't smoked for, I mean, we're talking guys in their 70s and 80s, and they hadn't smoked in 25 years. Right. And I, and I was still a smoker, and I, they would tell me, like, you know, if, if, if meteor was coming to the United, or the United States and it was going to destroy rural America and we were all gone, the first thing they would do is go get, get a carton of cigarettes and smoke them up. And I always thought, you haven't smoked 25 years. Still. <laughs> I'll tell you, still to this day, I miss them. I do. I do. I'd pay really? $100 a pack for cigarettes that were non-addicting, guaranteed 1,000% non-addicting and non-harmful. I'd pay $100 a pack for them. I would, but I wouldn't smoke 20 a day or 35 yeah, a day. Mm-hmm. I'd smoke two. I'd smoke that big one when you wake up in the morning and you just, ah. All right. There, well, there you go, uh, scientist. Why don't you come up with that shit? Yeah. Right. Let That's us smoke right. and enjoy it, and it's, like, made out of plants. Yeah. You make yeah. fucking burgers and everything else. Why can't you make a cigarette? I, I think the key thing is just don't ever get addicted to nicotine. 
Just don't. Just don't. Just don't smoke cigarettes. Don't smoke cigars. Don't no, vape. I, uh, don't do any of it. I encourage people who don't smoke, or if I encounter the people that um, they only smoke socially, you know, they only. I only smoke when I drink. Type people. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, well, that's where it starts. Yeah. And then you're going to exactly. be smoking two packs a day, and then in 20-something years, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Was really? That, see, that's what happened to me. I <clears throat> I, uh, uh, I only smoked. I smoked on the way to work, and then I'd smoke one in the evening. Right. After, you know, I got home. And that was it for a long time. And then I got injured, so I was off work for six weeks. So then... I started smoking while I was at home, and now I'm smoking, like you said, two packs of black and milds every yeah. day. <laughs> I mean, it happens, and it happens just like that. I can still remember with my buddies smoking our first cigarette and laughing about all the morons that get addicted to cigarettes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how could you get addicted? That I know. Never happened to us. It's the worst. I didn't even start smoking until I was in my 30s. See, you're, I, can't even, I can't even look at you. Like <laughs> I know. I can't. I got a buddy like that as a lawyer buddy that – that had never really he had done the the random cigarette every once in a while when we drank and that kind of thing right and then he started vaping and now he's like addicted full fledged he's like 35 and he's full fledged addicting well, to vaping now well I now i oh, i tried the vape I, i'm sorry i tried to go ahead i tried the vaping thing it it fucking hurt my throat and it hurt my lungs yeah well and i had a buddy so at work so i was like fuck you and then i went back to cigarettes i got a buddy at work that He's he when he turned fifty, he decided he was going to quit. So he turned to vaping. He's he's a big time vapor now. Well, that's fine. And I tried that too when he I, did that. I want to fucking bring a vapor on here too, okay, as well, because I want to know what this big, the big conception of yeah. the uh, who can big the, who can blow the biggest fucking cloud <laughs> of fruity pebble smoke. It's just the way it is. Oh, Everybody's got to damn some. man. Like that was never a challenge of cigarette smoking when I was a kid. Like who can take the biggest drag. I actually owned a vape shop for about two years. Look, right when it first started, we thought, oh, this is going to be huge, the future. And I started vaping. I only, I, for like a year, I didn't smoke cigarettes. I just vaped. Until then, I started smoking like two cigarettes a day and vaping type thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the vaping, yeah, the kids, there's, there's, the kids want to make the big drags and the big hits and the big bubbles and all that stuff. And it's like, I, you know, we're creating an entire, I thought we were generation get, of smoking, right? We had a whole generation where I thought, oh man, we're like the last generation, or maybe the generation below us are the last ones being addicted to nicotine. These guys are all doing it too, yeah. like fifteen, sixteen year olds in high school. They're and there's still uh, this don't get brought up a lot either, which is uh, I'm chewing. Yeah, you know, chewing's still a thing. I think chewing's just about probably as popular as it's ever been. Yeah, Some kind of crowd that I don't know about you guys, but I I could never. I wasn't cool enough to do that. I I, I actually. Uh, you know, because I, I, I work construction for a long time, so sometimes uh, maybe the building or the house you're working in, you, you can't smoke, and you don't have time to go out. So I take a dip, you know, every once in a while. I just chew while like I work. pouches or loose? Loose. And you could handle it, huh? Yeah, I, I, I tried the pouches, and I, um, you know what I mean? It's like it wasn't enough. Like, yeah. I needed I needed to feel that fucking nicotine running yeah, through my body, sure. you know what Did I mean? Did you... Um, no, no, no. Can you? Did you swallow it? Did you spit it? How did you? I spit it. Okay. Now the yeah. first time I chewed, this is a true story. But the first time I chewed, I was probably seven years old, and uh, like we've talked about, you know, I I got put into the construction trade at a young age. So my that's what my family did, and they took me to work with them when I was a kid too, and make me pick up trash and they give me a fucking quarter. 
at the end of the day or whatever the fuck they paid me, you know, something trash bullshit money. But I was on my way home one day and my uncle uh, was basically like, you know, he took a big old dip, you know, kind of sitting there, you know, seven, eight. It's like, give me, give me some of that. And he's like, you can't handle this, you know, and I'm like, I can handle it. And he's like, put hair on your chest. You know what I mean? And sure. I took a big old dip and then I sat there for a while and then everything started spinning and then I felt really sick and then I kind of gradually threw it out the window and then I puked my fucking guts out all over his floorboard. That was my first. Uh, yeah, so you couldn't handle it. No, not then. <laughs> Seven, eight years old. Hell no. Right. It's pretty. That's pretty. Mine was. I think. Could I you think, imagine giving a kid that? You'd go to jail now. Yep. Instantly. Yep. Child abuse or whatever in the hell that would be. That's bad. bad well, news. you'd be contributing too. <laughs> yeah. Contributing to a minor. Because see, I don't even think uh, it was definitely not a law then. Because you're about my age. Yeah, Jeff. I probably was then. You know, it it's probably still was then. That's generally for alcohol. Um, that's it, generally how they do that. Really? Yeah, it's generally for alcohol. I I don't think I've ever represented somebody that um, that gave nicotine to a minor and it something that was caught. They usually catch the minors with nicotine, which is just a ticket. But they no, I mean, usually... I, I meant the law as far as uh, like if you had a note when I was a kid, you could go down to the store and give. The clerk, you're a note, and be like, "I need cigarettes for my mom." Oh, I, and they I'm, would I'm, sell I'm unaware of that. I didn't yes, know that. I'm yes. Aware of that. I remember going down the village pantry all the time, and and purchasing cigarettes as a kid. Hmm. And I had a note for my mom. I've I've done it for my sister before when I was just a kid. Now you guys, you guys are actually giving it to him, or that was a pretend? No, yeah, or? yeah, no. We, I was actually. Back then, I didn't smoke, so I would. She would send me in the store to get get her cigarettes while she yeah. pumped gas yeah. and give me it's a note. Unaware. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, I don't know how old you are, but I'm older than Sean. So, yeah, back in the early '80s, I think Jeff's older than me by I'm a year. Thirty-eight. Yeah, year. You're yeah, older okay, than me. So, all right. Yeah, I'm about ten years older. Oh, he's real old. Okay, so let's go back to this thing. Like I told you, yes, they're, they're long way around the yeah. We the hill. we, we yeah. you know yeah. You take a that's okay. We took the bypass. Away. That's fine. That's good. I'm trying to avoid this question. It makes me nervous when you're setting it up. <laughs> it's, okay, so they teach they're teaching this for sure in one school that I hundred percent know of. Okay, and I just want to see what your reaction is. Now, this is a dad reading his kid this book. Okay. So, but they're teaching this shit in a school. So I'm just trying to elementary school, right? Yeah, elementary school, and the grades are K through first grade, and that's where they're teaching this. You ready, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Okay. A is for activist, advocate, ally, abolitionist, actively answering a call to action. Are you an activist? B is for banner. Bobbing in the sky, billowing in the breeze, because you're not shy. shy. C is for co-op, cooperating cultures, creative counter to the corporate vulture. Vulture. So your reaction? This is really happening in a school. Yes, for sure. I'm on a. Uh... <clears throat> You can look this up for yourself. I'm not going right. to say this on sure. here, but I understand. Uh, no, you're good for sure. This is, yeah, that's the elementary school that's teaching it. 
Well, I mean, yeah. I guess I, I, I don't know. So if they were teaching your children that, how would you feel? Well, they'd have to give me the educational value of it. I'd have to talk to them and understand the educational value of it. How do you feel about it? I don't fucking like it. Yeah? I don't think. I don't. I I have nothing against activism. Like, if you want to act, you know, Mm -hmm. if you want to go protest something that's fucking crazy or you think it is, that's fine. But as far as teaching it to kindergartens and first grade, they can't even comprehend the words you're saying, you know, like what happened to A is for Apple? So I see what you're saying. I guess I was kind of confused on where you're going. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they don't know what the. What I'm saying is, is a kindergartner or a first grader you know, has no idea what an activist is. Why don't you just let them be children? Sure. And then when they're twenty, eighteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, whatever, mm. and they start seeing things for themselves, yeah. how things are. Haven't we always done that though? Haven't we always taught like you know? Haven't we always taught our children to fight for what's right? I mean, haven't we always? Maybe not in that. You're, you're, you know. I think that's just sending, you know. There's a big rabbit hole for that type of thing. Yeah, but I think with this country, I mean, that's what this country is essentially founded upon. Is, is, I mean, the revolution was pretty much the the world's <clears throat> largest case of activism. I mean, I mean that is true. So I mean, I, I, I don't. I guess I didn't have as strong of a feeling against it as you did i mean i i well that's fine that's i mean that, that, that's what right. we're looking for though, i i want people to feel like they should they should pursue the correct things in this world okay so i, I guess okay so is that I, a maybe, little bit of strong language no, to be teaching a, a, a six-year-old yes of course okay I, so a little, that's maybe a little strong maybe that's not my argument maybe maybe my argument is uh like i'm fine with all that but what if you don't want your kid to learn that how would you, you know, even know? Because really? that's not actual, and that has nothing to do with their education. That's going to get them, uh, you know, the four grade fucking average. You know what I mean? That's sure, sure. So that's my thing with it. Like, if you want to sit home and read your kids that, or you know, read your kid serial killer novels, that's totally your business. I wouldn't want my kid learning in kindergarten or first grade about serial killers either. Sure. Just let them believe that unicorns and the butterflies are. I'm a big fan. I'm you know. if, I, in this component. I absolutely 1,000 percent agree with you in the fact that I'm a big fan of kids being kids as long as we can allow them to be kids. Like, Correct. like there's you get the rest of your life to be an adult and deal with real matters in a complicated world that will always be complicated. So, I, yes, I'm a fan of allowing children to be children as long as possible. I think that's that's, that's, that's my argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, my that's so, my only argument. Yeah. That's so it. if you're talking if you're talking my third grade daughter wanting to learn something that serious, probably I'm not going to be excited. About it, yeah, because I, I want her to be a kid. You're right. I want her to learn fun, silly, fun things. I, now's not the time to be reading Animal Farm and you know other things that maybe make you really think socially. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, that's my biggest thing. Just uh, you know, a lot, I think a lot of people are trying to get kids more involved in adult things than they should be. Sure. So I think that um, you know, fourteen, fifteen, then you should start gradually being coached into what life is really like because mm-hmm. it's sure. not rainbows and sugar trees and candy no, it's land. Not. It's not. So, you know, it's not. and I'm not saying shelter your kids either and then just let them out in the world and then hope they do the best they can. Cause they'll 
they'll probably have a meltdown. So I mean I think this for this podcast it's a it's a probably a pretty incredible subject to talk about because the beautiful part about rural America is is the full of everyone. It's full of everyone and it's it's um it's got a sense of safety and a sense of um pride in your community and those kind of things but but maybe one of the downfalls of rural America is we maybe tend to be a little bit more sheltered from some of the dangers of the of the world, some of the ways other people have to live in this world. So I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of a. Uh, I don't it's know, a slippery it's a, slope, maybe. It's a slippery slope. I I I guess I one thousand percent agree with both of you that that's pretty serious for a kindergartner to be learning about. And let's let's let the kindergarten. I agree. Let's go A for apple and F for frog and those kind of things. But yeah, I, mean, I don't. That's yeah. that. That's my only point. It's just like yeah, let children be children. Yeah, and let them enjoy themselves before they have to be wrecked by life and realize that you have all these incredible nut jobish experiences and responsibilities and all these things that you never think about at the age of kindergarten. Yeah, I think you. I think here's what's happened. I think you built that thing up so much that I thought it was going to be like the worst thing in the history <laughs> of the world that first graders have learned. Right. And then when it came out, it's like oh, I mean that. It's not how I would teach it, but I mean, it's not, you know, so that's how it kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah. I was expecting horrible, horrible things. Uh, it was, uh, no, it's not horrible. It's just, um, it's just a point of like, I, I believe, you know, you should let kids be kids. I like it. Don't get involved. Don't involve, you know, it'd be like right now, how the, how the United States is right now. Like it's, uh, it's a strange time. So that'd be like right now you start teaching kids, you're, you're Republican, or you're Democrat, or you're liberal. Now, that's it. You yeah. know, period. Yeah. Well, why do you want to be that way? I don't... It's true. I want my kids to grow up to be who they are. Yeah. And just be nice, productive members of human race, basically. That's it. That's all I care about. Other than that, I mean, I, don't, I you know, they can do whatever they want be a dentist or lawyer or construction worker or fucking janitor or the guy that works at fucking village pantry. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I agree. Be happy and be productive. Be happy. Do yeah. something you love. I like doing this podcast. It's pretty interesting. So uh, I got a question for you. Uh, Probably the most important question so far. <laughs> Are the Colts going to make the playoffs? <laughs> I know you guys aren't something. keeping me here long enough for me to miss any of that. Yeah, um, I knew, I knew that. Are you, are you a big crazy. Colts fan? I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It makes me nervous. I got, I got, I got. A, I think they will. I got a better question for two of you. Is this considered a successful season if they win today? So they finish eleven and five. But they don't make the playoffs. Uh, well, I agree with you. I, that is the, that is the question. I mean, do you look at Chris Bauer, the GM? Do you look? Oh, at well, I don't think Frank Reich. Do you look at those guys and say, "Hey, you had a successful season. You're not on the hot seat." I I would think so, wouldn't you? No, I, I'm I'm such a pessimist about sports. I, I'm so hard on my teams. No, I I, <clears throat> I want Frank out of here yesterday. Is that right? Yeah, I do. Um, he, he just it's it's like you know did Jonathan Taylor. And hook up with his daughter. Jonathan Taylor has done something to that man to for Frank to not love him. 
because it's the strangest thing of all time how how little what he has to do and he still doesn't get any burn he still doesn't he's rotating guys it's only been two weeks ago but before wilkins was taking running carries from him you know right Mm -hmm. drives me bonkers that guy should have had like a 1400 yard season with like oh i agree with you yeah yeah. but he had one fumble and we were like oh well we're scared because he's gonna fumble all the time like what this i i just don't understand it's it's so frustrating to me and then last week Maybe I'm alone, but you guys sit there and tell me, did you not at some point during that second half say, can we run the ball? I know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Can we run sure. the ball? Yeah. Well, he texted me and said, oh, it looks like we're going to have a victory. And I was like, I mean, thanks we a lot. Were, uh, <laughs> run the football. We were fucking killing it. Run okay. the football. Right. We were killing it. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, you know, because it seems like we're, we're, when we're on fire, then we're on fire. And when we're not, we're just fucking not. So then we got on fire right through get go. I thought, oh shit, here we go. So then, yeah, I did text you, yeah. and then I fucked our whole lives. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I blamed him for it. Yeah, I don't blame you. Because <laughs> oh, I texted him back, know it was I said, his "Fault," but now I do. I texted him back, I said, "It's it's still early." You know. <laughs> I know. I kept telling my wife that too. I kept saying, "Oh my god, Randy's gonna call me and be like, you bastard! Why'd you fucking text me?'" Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm going to disagree and say that I'm going to say it's not a successful season if we don't make playoffs. And in fact, if I were the owner of the Colts, one of them or both of them would be gone. Probably, I'd probably fire Frank and tell Chris, "Hey, I mean, you got to get me the playoffs, bud. You got to get me deep in the playoffs. You got to do it." I, the GM before him, remember how he was? He was just he was decimated. He was horrible. He was all this. Yeah, yeah, he was terrible. Except for go check his record and compare it to the guys now. Right. Way better. Way better. Way better. Went to the playoffs, I think, all but one year. Ballard's been there, what, one year? Well, we had Lost. we had luck, right? Yeah, during yeah. that time. So. Except for we went to the playoffs without luck, too. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to say, hey. Were, you, were but, you pissed about luck? I was. Like the whole I, thing. I can't even. I, can't, I won't even look I at was. that guy. I, if I literally walked into a gas station and he really was there, I would, I, would, I would not be able to say pleasant things to him. I, just, he's, I wouldn't say anything bad to him, but I wouldn't be like pretend to be, hey, cool. I just I think it's everybody fights their own demons, so I get it. I mean, there's something that made him want to quit, but it's a devastation to every little kid in the world wants to be that. And then you get on top of that mountaintop and you just walk away from it. it's tough for me to stomach. There's a lot of people that committed to him, not just the owner of the Colts, but you know he was hurt. That's not it. Just lay down. Well, I got the greatest defensive. Well, I don't want to say the greatest because I don't fucking know because, you know, I'm only so old. But Peyton Manning was a defensive player. Like, if he knew he was getting ready to get fucked up, he would try to fucking shimmy down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Andrew Luck wasn't that way. He was like, hit me. Oh, good hit. You know, we heard the audio. Everybody heard, good hit. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? That's not your job, bro. You should be a lineman. You like getting smashed? I think it had less to do with injuries. I really do. I think he did not love the game. I think he wanted to go do – he likes books and other stuff that I think he wanted to travel. I think maybe he was forced into the game by his parents. Yeah. You know. Maybe. I don't. I think there's I think there's a, some weird dynamics there that we'll never understand. Right. Okay. Well, but he's still loaded. He's still got his money. Well, I'm sure. Oh, Ursa gave him $20 million he didn't have to pay back. Well, there you go. Like, why 20. didn't he have to pay $20 million back? I don't know. But Give me makes that me mad. Pay, no, pay twenty million back, bud. If you're not going to play, you sign a contract. <laughs> if you're not going to play, and I'm not going to feel sorry for you that you have to play the thing that every 
almost every male in this country would love to do. For a tenth of the money, you'd do it. I'm not going to feel bad for you and compassionate that you just don't want to do it anymore. If you don't want to do it anymore, give the money back. But it's upsetting to me that it's upsetting to me that he let he let the community down. Well, yeah. he he did to me because I thought he was really going to come in here and do well. Sure. And then he literally played for what two years and then he was fucked. Let me uh, let me give you this point here. Um, I have a friend that's a Bears fan, right? And he was before Luck retired. He was like. Can you believe how lucky you are? You know, you've had you had Peyton Manning all these years, now you got luck. So I guess if you put it in that perspective, <laughs> uh, we did have it good for a while. We did, but luck, luck. Would you okay? If you had to do it over again, would you pick luck? Exactly. No. Right. Yeah. I know. And, and not only would you pick luck, but think about all the things that happened. We said we we took for granted how good Peyton was and how serious. Oh, definitely. Was. Yeah. So what did we do? We let him go. Just to get because, luck. To get luck because mm-hmm. we had another 15 oh, I, years. I, yeah, I know. I was mad about that too. So. At the time, I thought it was a brilliant decision. I thought it was the right decision. I had buddies. You a no-brainer. But no, now, that, yeah. it's the worst decision in football history maybe is to give up Peyton Manning, let him go win some Super Bowls, and you take Andrew Luck. Andrew right. Luck, How good? looking back on it, how good of a pick was Andrew Luck? Not, Not good. good. Yeah. I, well, I guess you're right there. Yeah. Well. See, I'm, I told you I'm a little we bit pessimistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we basically set up his uh, retirement fund for him. Sure. Like he's set for life now. Sure. Doesn't ever have to get a real job. Sure. But I just feel like he cheated the Colts. He should have said, hey, I got news for you. I'm good at this game, and I'm tough a little bit, but I don't love it, and I may not want to play it for a long time because I don't love it. That's fair. I mean, if you don't love something, you don't love it. And he clearly didn't. See, and that's part of me. This is another. This is one of my good buddies get into some debates about this. I think there's a cultural issue with the Colts right now, and I think it has to do with a lot of things. But why do we have all these kids? Why did Why did Pat McAfee hang it up early? Like you don't love the game if you can give it up in your twenties. You just don't love the game. Well, okay. Well, yeah. Well, how old was Pat McAfee? He was only like twenty eight, twenty nine when he retired. Okay, so maybe he's a punter. Yeah, he would, he okay. gave up another fifteen years, right? So okay, yeah, but, so ahead, well, well, I was just going to say, ahead. but he had other things he was wanting to do. Yeah, but you don't love a game if you're willing to give it up in your well, prime. Well, that's true. You don't uh, love yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, he he is fairly successful. There's other oh, things he's not doing. One doubt, and he right. loves something else, yeah. and that's fine. He definitely has passion in this world, but his love's not for football. I don't know. It's tough. Um. I also was at a party one time, and he he was dancing with my wife, and I had to be like, hey. Gee. <laughs> I flexed really? for him a couple times, and he kind of ran away. It was kind of a run fast. I'm kind of yeah. kind of <laughs> joke. He was dancing in a general vicinity type thing, you know. And I, I think I told my wife, "Hey, at least make it it's Edger and James, not the punter, right? Not the exactly. punter, <laughs> right?" I would have just told um, him. I would have tapped him on the shoulder and said, "Hey, just jump in a creek." Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll yeah. see what happens today, though. So you both would say, if we win today, we're eleven and five. That hey, that was a good job, guys. This year just didn't work out the right no, way. No, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Well, we either yeah. should get to the playoffs now, or just fucking lose this game and fuck off till next year, and then do better. Yeah, I think I'd get rid of the coach. I, I think Rivers coming here is probably a really good idea. I didn't like him well, at first. But what if he doesn't make playoffs? He's up and down. Uh, he's also. Uh, you know, I hated him before he came here. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I <laughs> but like uh, anyway, after he came here, I thought, well, maybe maybe they'll be better off. I don't know. Bursette wasn't bad. 
I honestly didn't start watching them until like um, literally mid-November. Okay. Because I was just like not doing it. Over it, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And then I started watching them again, and now I'm back into it again. So now it's like, fuck, you know. I hope we win. I hope we make it to the playoffs, but we're going to have to fucking do something. Even if we do make the playoffs. Like, you're going to have to fucking stick it to them. It's going like, to be rough in the AFC anyway. you got to win some games, guys. I, I, I think we're giving... I think we're giving, and I would tell Chris Ballard this to his face. He is smart enough to. He has got. What's the number one thing you got to do in the world right now? Get the media on your side. Right. If you get the media, if you're on the right side of the media, you get away with some stuff. And Chris Ballard is loved by the Indianapolis media, so he didn't catch any heat. The G, I don't know why I can't remember the GM's name before him. I can tell you what position the kid played in college. I, I cannot think of his name right uh, now. I can't think of it either. Oh, he came talking. from Philadelphia. Now, anyway, that GM didn't give the media answers. That GM was kind of rude to the media. So they hated him. So what they do? They pounded him. He was terrible. He's terrible. He's yeah, terrible. Yeah. But I challenge you guys to go look at their records right now. On paper, it's not even it's not even close. <clears throat> I got a question. Are you a uh, like cuz we rarely talk sports with each other. Right. When we're like me you either. Right. Really. You know. And uh so are you like a are you Jeff a uh your team sport? You know what I mean? You follow what's going on with your team, but like fuck all other teams. Cause that's how I am. Like, it's right. like, I'm going to watch the Colts play and then I don't care about the rest of the games. Right. And, or I'm going to watch Notre Dame play. Right. Uh, shout yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I don't care about anybody else. You know, they did well the last two games. Didn't they? <sighs> Jeff I, hates, hates them. <laughs> the, the truth is I follow basketball and football. I don't follow baseball. I don't follow um, baseball either. I used to watch. As I much fo- I used to watch Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night. Fo- I used to watch as much football as possible. Um, the truth is, with kids, you can't. I, I don't have that liberty. No. Yeah. So I mean, I'll, I might watch one other football game other than my teams. But I mean, I got two college teams and an NFL team. I watch those three every weekend. Right. And I might watch one other game, but sometimes it's hard. And no, I definitely don't watch as many games as I used to. Now I'll follow what happened. Okay. But as far as a Sunday of. Plus, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's a weird thing with me. The older I've gotten, I can't just sit on a couch for, like, I used to be able to do that, lay on a couch all Sunday and watch football, and, you know, that's good life. I can't, I can't sit still. Like, I gotta do something. So. Yeah, I have a problem being still. Mm-hmm. Usually. If it's not interesting, that's what I ought to say. If it's not interesting, then I'm gonna be fucking doing something else. Right, right, right. So. Well, oh, what um, what I was going to say about that, I don't really. I used to I used to like to watch um, a college team uh, on basketball, uh, but uh, when they switched over to where you had to pay for the channel, you know what I'm saying, to get right. the thing, I I just I quit doing it. When it was on regular TV, I'd watch. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, now as, foot, as far as football goes, I my team is the one I'm mainly. That's the one I'm mainly interested in. Um, I will watch, like, for example, back in the day, whenever, like, Marino and Elway was playing, I would I would watch them. You sure. know, because I, I, I like, you know, sure. I like to see that, yeah. that kind of gun It's hard to turn off Barry Sanders on things. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. <laughs> Even to this day. I mean, I, I watched the uh, Detroit game this Thanksgiving. Right. You know, I mean. I, I still have uh, Dan Marino's uh, trading card, right? Do you? For his uh, 6,000th throwing yard or whatever yeah i still have that card i wonder how much that fucker's worth now 
If it was when we That's were little kids, not shit. Not shit. The card, the cards nowadays apparently are worth a boatload, but the cards when yeah. we were little kids aren't worth anything. Right. Yeah, we. Yeah, the uh, card <laughs> epidemic ended. Uh, it got fucked up there for a long time, and now now it's revised itself. So not like now, now it's all like adults, not kids. But right. Adults. If you're looking for cards now, then you need to go to with uh, prestige, uh, Allen and Genter, mm-hmm. things like that. Don't go with fucking tops and like mm-hmm. you know the shit that was popular when we were kids or yeah. whatever. So <laughs> you know that's, those cards aren't going to be worth. But shit. cards now, the really you know when we were little kids, that Jerry Rice mm-hmm. rookie was worth sixty bucks or something like that. Now right. the really good cards worth like. I got sixteen thousand, and there's only two of them. Well, I got a uh, Stephen Curry uh, card in there, patch autograph card. Yeah, two grand all day. But this yeah. is funny because I I yeah. I kind of I didn't pay that for it. Right. Yeah. I I got into <laughs> it's nice or, to sit on though. Sure. You know, back in the eighties, I got into the the baseball card thing, and and only only because I never liked baseball that much to watch. You know, uh, so it was only just for. A th- a thing to do, so I kind of got into the cards a little bit, and then so then I quit doing it because I'm not a huge baseball fan. So uh, anyway, I just ran into this guy, and he was telling me that he had just um, he used to collect basketball cards, and I'm guessing it's NBA cards. I don't know. Anyway, and then he quit doing it for several years, and then he uh, the other day he stopped and he bought a pack of uh, basketball cards, and he said he. Found a sixteen hundred dollar card in there, and he was like, "Shoot!" So now he said he's buying a bunch of them. I mean, he's sure. You know what I'm saying? He's sure. He got him re. You know, that's the biggest mistake people make, though. Yeah, because like, okay, so I've been dealing with um, trading cards, comic books, things like that, probably for the last like fifteen or sixteen years, like trading and. Trading and selling and buying and doing all these things with them or whatever. The biggest, yeah, that's like the biggest thing. Like a lot of people buy the, um, the fucking Andrew Luck rookie card, uh-huh. and it's like, oh yeah, he's gonna be one of the greats. Well, that didn't turn out, did it? No. Yeah, yeah, his, you his know, rookie cards he, uh, are bad investments. I, would I got right his now. rookie card still, but I got his rookie card. I mean. Way before, like, it started getting pumped out there that like, he's the next Peyton Manning. Sure. You know. And his card got all the way up there to three, $4,000, and I wish I would have sold that fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I thought it was going to be worth more later because of the way everybody was talking. Sure. So I got sucked into the bullshit is what I'm he's saying. He's a Hall of Famer, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's frustrating. Thanks. Thanks, yep. bud. Thanks for yep. fucking that up for me. See, that's what I'm telling you. He owes you. He does. So now if you saw him in a gas station, you would you that. be like, hi, Andrew, or would you be a little nasty? I'd be like, I want at least fucking four grand for this yeah. rookie card, you yeah. bastard. Andrew, yeah, Ursa <laughs> gave you $20 million. He didn't ask you to pay yeah. it back. You got you $20 million. Dollars. Paid it back. Give me four grand. Yeah, how, 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 what would that percentage be? What would that, if you had $20 million and you gave somebody 4000 would that be like a $40 bill? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, yeah. No, it'd that's be like a $40 that. bill. It's not even that. Like, yeah. It'd be more like not. a $4 bill. Right. <laughs> well, to give me my $4 bill, you bitch. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's doing now, but. That's, I'll tell him. If I see him, I'll say, you owe my friend Sean $4 bill, pal. <laughs> and if you, you don't. 
You'll think that fucking neck or shoulder hurts, bud. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, you're not supposed to threaten anybody. Oh, God. I <laughs> no didn't threats, threaten. No, no it wasn't a threat. I, like I said, Look, I wouldn't I'll just say tell people, bad to him. I just, I just nice tell people him. right now, I'm, I'm five foot six, 150 pounds. I'm, I'm not. You're not beating up Andrew I'm not Luck. that. Yeah, I'm not beating up Andrew Luck. I'm six foot four, 230, so I think I'm built just like Andrew Luck, right? Right. Uh-huh. He's Jack, though. Yeah, I'm not super so you're jacked. Saying, you're <laughs> no, saying my yeah. weight is allocated in no, different locations. I'm not saying you're. No, you're. You're just a. Uh, you're just well put together. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like you don't have this big beer gut or anything like that. Uh-huh. You're just a six uh-huh. foot four regular man. Uh huh. And he's Jack. Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking jacked. Right. He's jacked. That's uh, true. You know, that's like looking at me and Conor McGregor. We both weigh the same. Yeah. That motherfucker looks jacked, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get in there with I, him. Not will know. Even if he didn't have the skills, but he still looked the way he did. I already know he's more athletic than I am. I don't want none. No, yeah, right. He's going right. to fuck me up. Right, right. Yeah, he's, he's no joke. Well, do we have anything else? Uh, We got two things. Okay. We got what the heck and would you rather... <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's play. And then we got one more thing after that, and then Jeff, if you want to roll out of here, you can. You know, I know you got things to fucking do, so we're gonna go with what the heck. Okay. And we we all get to answer this. So if you could marry a fictional character, who would it be? Well, so not an actress, but a fictional character. It just says fictional character, so it can be an actress because they're. It fiction- could, would be an actress playing a role, right? So Wouldn't whatever be the actual actress. whatever that role would be, I guess that would be it. Well, I mean, Cinderella seems like a good choice. You know, I mean, she's humble, beautiful. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Cinderella. Jeff's going Cinderella. Where are you going, Randy? I don't know. I, I was kind of thinking the same thing, but uh, I, I was trying to run through the, <laughs> run through the in my head. Yeah, I was trying to run okay. through the fictional characters. I would definitely head. go with Snow White. Really? One, so? I like brunettes. That's my thing. So I like brunettes. Like and my she wife. likes to hang out with short people. Right? She likes to hang out with short people. Not makes joke on podcasts, is it? Fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fucking Jeff with the jokes. <laughs> you already leaked it out where we're from. Thanks, Jeff. I know I'm in trouble. It's fine. I'm look, not good at it. Look, I mean, realistically, I mean, I mean, I really don't care. Nobody knows where we're from. Realistically, right? I mean, come on. If they had to listen, it's that a whole intently, They're gonna figure it out state. eventually. Well, they would, and if you listen that intently, great. Right. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Exactly. Email us. Exactly. Like I said, get on here. Have a good time. You having a good time, Jeff? I'm having a blast. Was it way it. better than you thought it was going to be? It's way better, way more professional. Very, were I you dreading you to be a part it? Because like nah, yesterday, you seemed like you were kind of like <laughs> off. Uh-huh. The, it seemed like yesterday you were like on that teeter totter, like ah, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. But was it, was it gonna, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't have it like pegged for like the highlight of my week, but you know, yeah. Did it turn out better than you thought yeah. it would, though? It's, I've enjoyed so it. You okay. thought he was going to do like my brother, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, if, what? My brother said he'd come on and he just. Bailed us, bailed on bailed, us. Bailed, mm-hmm. yeah. bailed, bailed. We had to get last minute guests, which luckily Randy's daughter was like very like willing to do it, so it was nice. But, okay, you know, and she uh, she was also a college student who moved uh, moved away and then came back, and then oh cool. But her experience was different than yours, so that I mean that's you know, but obviously 
she's 21 so mm-hmm. yeah well she's not she's not done with college yet so right so, she's, yeah, not doing, she's not done yet she's not doing it right now because of the no in class right thing so she's taking some time off until that comes back right so are we going to do a second half today randy you want to do a second half it doesn't matter to me whatever you want to do okay we're going to do a second half okay so we got things to talk about are you going to stick around for the second half no Probably not. Yeah, I'm get out of here. Look, look, you, went, you literally have went way over the time. Yeah, See? definitely. And that's what I was. I super appreciate you doing that. Like I was this wondering. Great. That's what I was wondering. I kept checking my clock. Well, because, we just kept going. Well, I was like, this is great. Well, we like, I don't want to stop it and be like, <laughs> I know. Okay, it's been 40 minutes. We're shutting it down. Yeah. You know, if something good's going. I'm going to let it go on. Got it. So, okay. Would you rather? Here we go. Blow your nose with sandpaper. Or use bubble wrap instead of toilet paper. Well, it's easily bubble wrap instead of toilet paper. I, think. I would blow my nose with sandpaper. I Actually, think I would too. <laughs> forever? Or just one time? Just one, one time. time. That's the way I took it too. If you had a runny nose and a shitty ass. Yeah, no, I'd blow my nose with Yeah, just, yeah, you're right. Could you imagine? I'd right. just smear around and pop at the same time. <laughs> it would smear around. Yeah, it wouldn't be pleasant, would it? Okay. You pull it off your shirt sleeves. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Not doing that. Yep, you're right. I, I, I agree. Okay. Now we're going to, I guess, take our break and Alrighty. we'll come back. Jeff, thank you so much for yeah, coming on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It was Pleasure really good. I, yeah. And we're gonna, Pleasure to meet you. I want to end with this just because it's a uh, little, little, uh, a little token of what, you know, because obviously the whole world has become really fucking divided politically and everything's political now. This is Elvis Presley, okay? And I think that a lot of celebrities and whatever should take advice from him when they're asked a political question. So this is what I really think. It's the greatest thing ever. Oh, Mr. Presley, on the subject of this service, what is your opinion of war protesters, and would you today refuse to be drafted? Honey, I just I just seem to keep my own personal views about that to myself. because I'm, I'm, I'm just an entertainer, and I... I'd really not say. Do you think other entertainers should keep their views to themselves, too? No. I can't even say that. Oh, Mr. Presley, on the subject of this, sir. I'm just saying. Different times, different world, brother. Yeah. I know. I know, but that was a perfect answer. Yeah. (laughs) Just stay, you you know, you just, you know. I think you should say whatever you feel comfortable with. So the best thing he did is he said, I'm I'm not prepared to say that. I'm just an entertainer, but I'm also not going to tell other people what they should say. Right, that's, the, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Don't tell other people what, <laughs> that's what I said. Perfect. You know, yeah, yeah. So yeah. great statement. Yep. Jeff, thanks for coming on. Yeah, and, thanks uh, a lot. Nice meeting you. Huge yeah, deal. Course. Like we really appreciate it a lot. And uh, I guess uh, me and Randy will be back after the old break. And uh, Jeff, thank you so much. Hopefully, you'll come back at some point. You know, you got it. All right, thank you. And we're back, Randy. Yeah, we're back. Um, sorry, I guess I had to leave, but uh, it was really good. I think the first part was really good. I uh, very much enjoyed Jeff coming on, and I really hope he comes on again, actually. Yeah, me too. That was a good time. Right. For sure. And hopefully, you know, people listening enjoy the conversations as well. But Right. Anyway... Okay, let's go back to this. We were talking about this off, off the, off the podcast. But dreams, it's, it's very interesting. Okay, I don't know why we got started on this conversation, but we did, and then 
now I'm stuck on it. <laughs> okay. You want me to say what I told you? If about, you want about to. About my dream last it's night? It's up to you. No, that's fine. Yeah. I, no, I, I had a dream last night. And I, and then I'll tell you about my dream I had the okay. night before New Year's Eve. Okay, okay all right. So my dream last night, I woke up after I realized it was a dream. I woke up and I, I was like, yeah, I got to remember this. I was going to tell Sean because, you know, we had talked about video stuff and all that from like back <clears throat> in the 80s and stuff. Right, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so anyway, I was dreaming that we went to this convenience store slash video store and the name of it was called Pause Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I got to remember that until Sean, if we ever start a video store, it's going to be pause. That, yourself. that might be a good name, man. <laughs> but you know, I think about weird shit all the time, like constantly. So, you know, like having a dream to me and it's called pause yourself is your video store and your dream. Is it, you know, which obviously I'm not an expert on dreams or, you know, exactly, and obviously right. my mind <clears throat> fucking wonders day to day. I might feel, I might feel differently tomorrow than I feel today about this dream or whatever. But anyway, so fucking like to me that it's like pause yourself. So does that mean you had a dream about reflecting on yourself? It's possible. You know, and then obviously we podcast together. Mm-hmm. So then did you have that dream to reflect upon yourself? And then were you supposed to tell me about that dream? So then I reflect upon myself. I don't know. It's possible. <clears throat> I don't know either. It's weird. It is weird. The aliens are... We, yeah. The aliens are... <laughs> They're getting in our heads. God dang it. <laughs> Here we go. So yeah, what's your thoughts on uh, dreams, rule America? You know, we want to know. Tell us about your fucking crazy dream. And you know how to get a hold of us, especially if you've been listening, which we know people have, which is great, and we appreciate that. I was going to ask you, the emails that you were talking, the questions you were asking, Jeff? Yeah. Were those actual emails? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. People are, it's yeah, I think people are just going to slowly break out of their rural America shell, hopefully. Right, know? right. You know, because it's, you know, some people... I thought it might be something you wrote down and was <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, said, said they were emails. <laughs> so, and, uh, fuck now, I forgot where I was going. Oh, the dream thing? The dream, yeah. So if you have a fucking crazy dream, just write in and tell us about it. That'd be great. Yeah, we're ready for it. And then, okay, so this is the dream I had. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, it might have just had New Year, uh, had to do with New Year's Eve and me thinking about it maybe earlier in the day. I don't know. But anyway, so I had this dream, right, that it was just a normal day and it was New Year's Eve. Like, it wasn't New Year's Eve yet, but I had a dream that it was New Year's Eve and I was here, like, fucking around with, like, getting getting some stuff ready and doing these things, like, you know, for people to come over or something. Well, anyway, my buddy shows up from uh, the original town I lived in. He shows up out of nowhere, and he's like, do you have any fucking beer? And I was like, no. I still got to go grab it. I was like, what? You know, like, he was freaking out. Hmm. And I didn't know why he was freaking out, right? And then I, 
I was like, dude, what is your problem? And he's like, right. it's all gone. And I was like, what do you mean it's all gone? What is all gone? And he's like, all the alcohol. And I was like, I don't understand what you're talking about. He's like, every drop of alcohol is gone from the stores. And I was like, there's no fucking way. So anyway, in my dream, we we get in my car and we drive uh, to the store and there is none. It's all gone. Whiskey. Wow, that's weird. Wine. Yeah. Beer. Like everything. It's all his, like gone. Kind of like uh, toilet paper. Right. You know, in March or whenever. To be honest with you, I'm surprised it wasn't the other way around back then anyway. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, that was my dream, like the day before New Year's Eve. And I thought, what's going on here? Is it really going to be gone? Like, you know, because I went and got some beer uh, that day or that New Year's Eve or whatever. And it was just kind of like that dream just stuck with me. And then when I was like, what if I walk in here and there's nothing? How crazy would that be? I don't know. Obviously, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's possible. It it's possible it could happen, but I mean, you know, you never know about things. But yeah, maybe or maybe it was just your brain telling you. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe because I know we had both talked about quitting the beer so maybe it's just your brain yeah. thinking we're gonna do a, what are we uh, gonna, what am i gonna do what am i gonna do <laughs> so we're not gonna do um so i guess uh you know there's uh what is it no shave november and uh sober october sober october and then there's uh you know all these things or whatever i tried to start mustache may one time but it didn't take <laughs> off you tried to start that <laughs> I grew mine out. Oh, that's funny. I look like a fucking idiot. Do you remember whenever, do you remember when the Colts were terrible and they had the uh, no sh- or no trim till the Colts win? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, yeah. But, what the fuck? Where in the fuck was I going again? Now I'm off track again. Uh, well, you were talking about your dream with the alcohol and. Oh, no, 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 no. So we talked about um, doing our little. That's where we were going. Oh, yeah, we were going to yeah, We were going to shut, a, shut, a, shut drinking down completely for so... For a little while, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so many weeks or whatever, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think it'd be a healthy decision. Oh, yeah. You know, but like I said, like I um, watched that video of that doctor or whatever. Uh-huh. And he basically was just like, you can have some crazy dreams. And I was like, well... Seems like I had that anyway, just the other day. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of times if I have too many for sure that I don't remember any dreams or anything. But, but uh, yeah, I still have dreams every now and then, and uh, like I'll wake up and say I, I need to remember that, and then I'll go back to sleep and I'll forget, you know, stuff right. like that. But I don't know. Sounds well, like sounds like your dream was kind of based on the that movie where you know that movie. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, where the guy wakes up and he's like, nobody knows who the Beatles are. Have you seen that movie? Oh, um, no, I have not seen it. I've seen movie. it. I've seen it. Yeah. I, I, uh, and he's the only one that knows who they are, right. and then he starts singing their songs. Their songs yeah. and becomes famous. <laughs> yeah. I've seen, the, uh, I've seen a bunch of previews for that, and I was going to watch it, and then I was just like. Uh, it's okay. It's not yeah. terribly great, but it's not terribly bad mm-hmm. either. Yeah, so I never did watch that, but like the preview, like the it seems like it's probably a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> but um, I don't think it would be for me to sit down and watch. It wasn't bad. I'm just saying. I mean, if you don't have anything else to do. All right. And obviously, I'm huge on movies. Yeah. Like, right. if you would have gave me, like, if this would have been a thing as a teenager or my early 20s, like, if a podcast would have been a thing, I would have definitely been somebody who started the podcast about movies or something. You know, like, right. right when I was first starting out or whatever, I would have definitely been, like, mm. because... Back then, I was just like I was huge, huge in the that shit back then, right? But now, obviously, you just get older and think about different things. Yeah, and now here we are. Here we are having the greatest time ever. Right? We got in a lot late, though. <laughs> we did, but you know, I mean, rural America gets an out on. Everything late. No, that's true. Style and everything. Exactly. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I was thinking about that um, earlier today, actually, about how, uh, you know, back when I was a kid and and shit, like uh, Gucci, right? Mm -hmm. Gucci was a thing that you seen uh, movie stars wearing on the red carpet. Like, oh my god, you'd have to be a movie star to be able to get that that stuff, right? Right. Nope. Nope. There's kids around here that have. Gucci, Gucci exactly. sandals right. and shit. You know what I, I mean? I remember when when I was a kid, it was the polo, polo shirts and polo uh, uh, aftershave or whatever. You know? Yeah, huge deal. Yeah, it was a huge deal back then. And like like my my cousins that live in Michigan, they they were you know they were all about it. And I was like, oh, you know, that's kind of not a thing here, <laughs> you know. And then yeah. it kind of came around, actually. And then, yeah. Maybe. Guess what? Have you been to Walmart in the last few days? Um, no, I haven't in the last few days. Guess what they again? Hello, rural America. Welcome back. Guess what they sell in Walmart again? Reebok. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's back. Hmm. So, now... This is so fucking crazy. This is uh, <clears throat> this is how fast the world's turned around in twenty years, basically. Because when I had my youngest, my youngest son, I was twenty three, and he's fourteen now. Oh, he'll be fifteen this month. You mean your oldest son? So what I say? Your youngest? Son. Did I say my youngest? Son? <laughs> I think you did. I don't know. Sure, maybe, maybe you didn't. But my oldest son, yeah. So he'll be fifteen, and. uh when I was a kid, Reebok was in Walmart. They had Reebok shoes and okay, you know, shirts and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when I, by the time I was a teenager, that was gone. You had to go to the mall to get Reebok. Really? Yeah. Now it's back at Walmart. And then I said, so, like, I was amazed. So I said something to my son about it, you know, because we were we were in there, and I was like. Holy shit, they got Reebok back at Walmart. Nice. And he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so it's not cool anymore. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it's back to the, it's back to like, you know, don't wear that shit. Hmm. And it's like, are you kidding me? I don't give a fuck. I got Reebok shoes on right now. And these are actually ones, I literally bought these at a, like Foot Locker or something, you know, in the mall. Oh, yeah. 
you know, not anymore. Just go to Walmart. This is the greatest day in history for me. I like Reebok. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying I never had a pair of Reeboks, but. Uh, Do you remember I, Champion at yeah, Walmart? Yeah, yeah. You can only get that in the mall now, and it's $50 for a sweatshirt. Really? Not kidding. Hmm. Well, I think. Kane's, Kane, Kane wears that shit, too. That's oh, really? Like, dude. No, uh, I know for a while Walmart went through a thing where they were pushing the Made in USA label and all that. Right. Was that the time they got rid of Reebok, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. But, I mean, that's been... But gosh, I was a that kid. Was, that, uh, yeah, I was a That kid, was back then. in the 90s. Yeah, so that would have been, uh, well, depending on when in the 90s. But either preteen or teen. Okay, I don't know. Well, I do remember, like, see, I've always been, like, like in rural America here, like, Levi's are king, right? Levi. I like Levi. I do too. Levi's were the now thing. You can only get it in a goodies or wherever. Right. Well, I don't know if that's true or not. I know. Well, uh, JC Penney's used to sell them, but well, Coles sells them. Sorry. Okay. Coles. Coles does. Coles does. <clears throat> so JC Penney sold them for, or you know, last I knew, but they're kind of going out of business now. So, that's but terrible. yeah, I know it's terrible. But uh, but see, even even back then, so my friends that lived in Michigan. They were all about like like when I was growing up. They were all about like the Jordash and everything. I, actually, there was there was a one point where I remember Jordash. Yeah, my 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 aunt bought uh, my cousin, which is her son, uh, a pair of Levi's for like Christmas or his birthday or something like that. Right, brand new pair. He put them in the trash can. Serious? Yeah, because he only wanted the Jordash because that was what was in style. And here's the thing with me: when I was that age, or you know, here in rural America, I was I would be embarrassed to wear Jordash around here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when I was a kid, right? Because everybody else here had like just Levi's and stuff, and I didn't want to. You know, I'm not like some kind of fashion statement type person. You know, right. So, you didn't want to be the guy that's like, well, yeah, my Jordan. Right. I would, you know, for me, Levi, for me, I was Levi. <laughs> see, for me, Levi's, Levi's was like the top of the line for me. And then, then, then when I would get like rustlers or wranglers, then that was kind of, I, they're okay. I wear them, but, <clears throat> but my favorite would be like Levi's because that was a better, you know, right. brand as far as people, like, what people. Okay. So, like, we're basically 10 years apart. Right. And, uh, our birthdays are actually in the same month too, which is cool. Okay. And uh so just the style from your thing to mine, right? So mm-hmm. like all I wore all the way through school, period, was Walmart Wranglers mm-hmm. and plaid shirts and like or a T shirt or whatever. Right. Like that's all I wore. Wrangler, you know. Uh-huh. And then when you get in junior high, your whole world changes. Oh, definitely. That's I got a story about that too. That's when other people are wearing Jordans, yeah. and Nike, mm-hmm. and you wear Wranglers, yeah. And everybody's like, "Oh, nice Wranglers, bud." Yeah, you know. And it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? The yeah. fuck's this guy saying? Is no, this guy saying something no. about my fucking <laughs> goddamn pants? What are you? So kind of weirdo, like, what are you talking about my pants for, bud? You know? Yeah. No, I, uh, 
I got a story about that too. Okay, so in elementary school, you're you know you just you know you're just in one like up through for here up through sixth grade is elementary school, and then seventh grade is your like middle seventh school and eighth grade. Well, yeah, that's the way it is now. But when I was when I was in school, so they seventh that. grade had a, its own building, and then eighth ninth was in. They call that the middle school. So the, right. they had the seventh grade building, then they had eighth and ninth, and then they had uh, tenth, eleventh, twelfth in the high school. But so they, that's all changed since then. Right. But anyway, when I went to seventh grade in the seventh grade building, that's when you met a, people from other parts of town and everything. So, so then one day I came to work and I was wearing, <clears throat> I was wearing, uh, you know, my jeans. I wore, you know. I, you know, we had ponies when I was a kid, so, uh, you know, so, like, cowboy boots was no big deal to me. I wore, my, like, one day, one day, I okay, I'd never done it before, but one day in seventh grade, I just said, well, I'm going to wear my boots, and I'm going to wear a button-up shirt, tuck it in, you know. Got bullied? No, I just one guy, one of one of. The, or somebody. Yeah. One so of the guys that was a friend of mine, actually. He was uh, like, well, you're dressed like a cowboy today. Yeah. Well, like, And I'm like, this is kind of normal to me because yeah. that's the way my dad dresses and my brother, my older brother, you know. So I just never had been dressing like that up till then, you know. And I just decided to do it one day. And he was like, that's weird. You're, you're dressed like a cowboy today. What's the deal? And then after that, we were very good friends anymore. I mean, <laughs> we still talk to each other, but I mean, you know, he, he just, you know. <laughs> hey, <Cap. laughs> like, hey, like It's almost like he was putting me down, you know? I'm like, yeah, hey, cowboy. <laughs> Fuck you, bud. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. I know, but it's oh, just, God. It's just like, he was making fun of me for dressing like a cowboy. And I was like, it really wasn't, I wasn't going for the cowboy look. It's just, a button-up shirt tucked in with cowboy boots and jeans. You know, right. is, is did that... you have your pants tucked into your boots? No. Okay. Just curious. That's a huge deal when I was when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. Like if you had your shit tucked into your boots, like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, but you know, to be honest with you, yeah. the real cowboys like out west, that's oh, the way yeah. they did it. I know. People, <laughs> people are. <laughs> I know, but I didn't do it. I've never done it that people way. People are just, just not informed. I know about anything, I know. and that's what amazes me. Right? Well, it's rural America. So. I know. <laughs> I was ill-informed forever until right. I finally just started realizing, like, uh, for myself, like Matt's not. Uh, you know, well, let me look a little deeper into this thing, mm-hmm. and then you just find out how it really is, and then you're just like. Fucking kidding me! And then it just like uh, prompts your more thoughts. Like, the fuck else is going on? Right. And that's why we have a podcast now. Yeah, you know, because that's well, what that's what we want. Well, prompt it, people's it, thoughts. What's your views? Well, yeah, it, what's your well? Just trying to show that you know, even in rural America, there's a lot of people who have varying viewpoints. You know what I mean? So, right. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% sure me and you probably don't agree on everything about everything. Well, exactly. You know what I mean? I know that for a fact, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know that, too, fucker. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it doesn't matter, though. We're still, we're still good friends, though, right? 
Well, absolutely. Yeah. So what's something? Just name something. Let's just... Let's well, just come on, man. Don't be scared. You're not going to make me mad. No, no, I, no, I am. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't know. You're throwing me for a loop. I just... Oh, yeah, I hadn't really actually thought about it. I know there's... I know there's several things that we're not particularly... Yeah, that's true. Uh, ...agreeable about, but... Uh, but we still do a podcast together. And yeah. We still hang out. Right. You know, I think a lot of people forgot to do that. Mm-hmm. You can disagree to disagree. Right. What happened to that saying? I disagree to disagree, okay? Or, or I, I agree, agree to, to disagree. disagree, yeah. Yeah. Well, I... Yeah. That's how yeah. it's said. Sorry. I fucked yeah, it up no. twice in a row. <laughs> I agree to disagree, yeah. Right. What happened to that? I don't know. I think we still have that because obviously we hang out. And obviously, mm-hmm. we have a podcast, and yeah, you know, um, I don't think people do that anymore. It's like if you disagree, then fuck you. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but why don't well? Why I'm, don't you just hear what I? You know, this is why though. Nobody asked actually, that. Like, I, why do you think that? And then it's like, oh, because of this, right? Well, I think. Actually, after just thinking about it while you were talking there, I'm, I'm, I'm. Sometimes I get the feeling that we agree more than than I realized at first. Probably. Yeah, when we first met. Right, but yeah. but I'm I'm but what I'm saying is also there's a lot of people in my life that I definitely have different opinions about things than what they do. I still try to be friends with them anyway. You know, it, and you know, I'm still going to be friends with them. I'm I'm just. I'm already deciding that they're, you know, just because three or four things they think or whatever that I disagree with, that doesn't mean, you know, they're they're a bad person. No. <clears throat> no, not at all. Right. Just just saying. So I mean you can look at that through um any view though. Like if you uh you know that's what uh, that's what kills me about different views, right? Different views. Um, no one looks at little views because they don't matter. This is how I've always looked at everything. I think in my entire life. Okay, when I make a decision or anything, um, people care about what your religion is. People care about what your uh, races. People care about what your political beliefs are. And people like scrutinize that, right? Okay. But if your color is blue and theirs is yellow or you like steak and they like hamburger, nobody gives a shit about those things. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Why? And then here's my argument. I could have, I could be worth a billion dollars, okay? And then I have some change laying on the table. You know what I mean? And you take a penny. I'm a billionaire, okay? You take a penny, though, off my table. You're the only one in the room or anything. And I'm like, hey, didn't you take one of the pennies off there? And you're like, no. And I'm like, are you fucking sure? Because I know there was 60 fucking three cents there, and now there's only 62. And then it's like, oh, well. Yeah, I did. Well, I care about that. Like, that's how much I care about, like, lying. Really? 
Yeah, like I'm really. Tra- I don't know. <laughs> I'm very transparent. That's, that's no, I know. It's I got know. me in so much trouble because I, I, I just say how I feel and what I, what I have to say, and then people are like, "Jesus Christ, you Christ shouldn't have said that, man." And it's like, "Fuck you." You don't get anywhere by keeping your mouth shut. You know what I mean? Like, and if people disagree with me, also, maybe I'm not right. Maybe you can send me in a different direction and help me. Okay. I'm not saying I know everything or anything like that. Like, I would, I'm curious to learn about everything. I had a cousin one time, and okay, now this has been in probably back in the 90s. He used to always, he, we'd, we'd go, we'd go somewhere, right? We'd go to, uh, 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 parts house, get some parts, right? And I'd ride, ride with him. He'd leave his keys in the truck, go right. in. I was like, what are you doing leaving the keys in the truck? He's like, I don't care. And I said, what do you mean you don't care? Somebody needs it. They need it more than me, I guess. <laughs> so what do you think about that? But yeah. I'll tell you one thing. He's a lot different now. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, and But, you, you know, you, I don't know. That, that was I'm not going to get into that but uh, as far as the change but anyway uh, he's a lot different now anyway right. but uh, I think people change throughout their lives yeah but it, but that kind of stuck with me a little bit <clears throat> right thinking, like know. are are you who you were when you were 20, oh, definitely 20 not. years definitely old definitely not yeah you know yeah, no. me neither everybody changes yeah. and, and that's the thing when, whenever these people Hold people to what they said thirty years ago. It's like, man, people change. You got to realize that. I know, and like, uh, even like, uh, okay, like, uh, well, right now, like, um, young people listening to this right now, mm-hmm. who are maybe mid twenties or whatever, and uh, they're just like, yeah, not not me. Within twenty years, you might look back like I do and just be like, man. Can't believe I, I I thought that way and yeah you know, I felt that way and I know exactly right. It's a very uh, humble feeling and a very how much uh, more informed you get as you get older. You get more informed when you get older, about right? Well, everything and the, in life. Well, in then general. you you also have more struggle after you get out of the home, out of the home. You know what I'm saying, right? Um, uh, you have more struggle, so then you, your views kind of they change a little bit. And then you, you know, then you you meet some new people. They maybe have some input into your thoughts, and then you know you change a little bit more. You know, I don't know. Yeah, just people change all the time, and I don't think I don't think anybody should be really held to what they said twenty years ago, thirty no. years ago. <clears throat> no. I mean, because they're You're just, a different person. Yeah, everybody's probably totally different. I mean, um, if you take somebody, if you take somebody, if okay, if you take two people who don't have a kid, right, and they're pregnant, right, mm-hmm. their life really doesn't, it doesn't, it does mentally, right, but nothing changes physically until that kid is in the world. And then once that kid's in the world, your whole life changes. Yeah. Mentally and physically. Oh, same yeah, time. Def- definitely. You just look yeah. at it and you're like, that's it. That's that I am responsible. Well, 
for something else. Well, you know, besides myself. Here's another. Now, big, here's like, another here big one. Go. Here's another big one too. So whenever somebody gets out of school, they start working. They they buy a house. They get a mortgage. They have bills. They seem to change a little bit too. Then, because then you have responsibility. Yeah. And you're mm-hmm. not wanting people to be involved in your, you know, uh, finances as much, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you start, you start trying to, like, hold your own, basically. Right, right. Like, you know, like, but, then, but I'm saying you're, you're... And then what's funny about, like, because I, I can remember when I was young for sure, like, uh, you know, when you're young and you first move out, and then if your parents are, you know, if your parents are, like... Well, how's it going? Or it's fine, you know. Even if it's not, but, you'd be like, right. "It's mm-hmm. fine." Yeah, like, "Fuck off, man! I'm making it. <laughs> I'm out. I'm a man now." <laughs> yeah. Even though you know you're full of shit. Yeah. Right. You know. I don't know. It's a. Uh, I think I'm more worried about young people nowadays. Than... Well, I'm sure it's probably the same way that. People worried about us. So back in the I day. think that though, I think that a lot too. Like um, I just think the- I th- I really try my hardest to think progressive on a lot of things, and I take a lot of things back to um, like the Beatles and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like when the Beatles came over here and it was Beatlemania, all those parents were like, "It's the devil's music. Mm-hmm. You can't listen to it." Yeah. Oh my God. You know, it's not. It's probably some of the best music ever. Right. You know, I mean, they had a, obviously they were very popular. So I try to look at things at those perspectives too as a, like new uh, phases of fashion or technology whatever. even. Technology or views yeah. Yeah. come into play. I mean, I try to look at it. From that perspective, too. Well, like, one good thing about humans, we adapt. We do adapt. So. Some people don't, though, anymore. And well, that's what I'm some worried people about. Don't. Some people don't. It's the but people that don't most, adapt. But in the long run, most people adapt. Or, well, you know, it's evolution, I guess, right? You either adapt or you don't. Uh, that is 100% a fact. Right. Okay. That's a scientific fact. Mm-hmm. Because it's been proven with dinosaurs and, I mean, fuck, there's all kinds of endangered species out there and shit. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's a fact. I mean, if you don't adapt, but the problem is anymore is, like, um, if you don't adapt, it's not like your, your, your thing dies off. It's if... You just get left behind. You just get left behind and people can't deal with it. Yeah. You know, well, people are, um, there's still people to this day that had nothing to do with life in the 40s and 50s. You know what I mean? But okay. they still want that type of life. Like, maybe true. But it's not like that. Right. That Some people tr- want that fairy tale life, and that's just not out there anymore. You know, you can yeah. have a great life. You just have to make sure that you're informed and that you inform your kids. Like, you know, there's way more things out there than just like 
we're going to go down to the factory, Timmy, and you're going to be a CEO one day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not the 40s and 50s anymore. Right. Well, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think rural America is still some places are just stuck in that way. As controversy, you know what I mean? Just because they, they don't know. I feel like if uh, rural America is a Walmart, or so they they go to the mall in a city, and they see somebody with bright blue hair and leather and chain around their neck, they are freaked out. You think so? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Th- I, well, I'm not anymore. I mean, I'm not freaked out either at uh, all. No, but I think they look at it and they still. Uh, okay. well, some older people, may, older, older than us. Well, yeah, older than us. And then uh, I think like uh, maybe some people around our age are still judgy about that. Yeah, you're probably you right know? about that. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. There was a time in my life, like I said, people do change and adapt. And over the years, I've realized like I just have to give up all my beliefs. And what I was actually believing in, which was just like, this is the way it is, and this is the way it should be. Because there is no should be, and there is no the way it is. True. Things evolve, things change, and you mm-hmm. need to adapt. Right. I don't care well, if people walk around blue hair. No, I don't either. I used to. I'm not going to lie. Like well, when, I mean, when it first started becoming really popular. You could say the same thing about the tattoos say, you have. That's what, this is, see, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that I'm up. I'm just saying. Like, I'm saying like like people listening right now probably thought like, you know, right then they probably thought like, fuck this asshole. Right. I have blue hair. Right. But no, like I, I got tattoos all over my arms and my body. Right. Beef, like way before it was popular. Mm-hmm. I got looked at like, oh, you just got out of prison. And it's like, no. What the fuck are you talking about? No. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. This, what's, so what's different about that than people with blue hair? There's or people n- wearing leather? There's none. And, you know, I know. There's I, none. I have no judgment on any of that. There's zero. There's zero difference. Right. That's what I think, too. That's what <laughs> See, that's. But I didn't think that when I was younger. That's what I'm saying. No, I know. I, yeah. I guess well, I was trained the same way like you. I, I you know, might have been judgmental about some of that stuff before. But, I mean, I think, I don't know. I grew up in the 80s, so, you know, it was some wild stuff back then. <laughs> I, <laughs> Not uh, really around here, but you'd see it on TV. Right. I grew up in the, well, mine was like late 80s, mid-90s. Right. So, it was like uh yeah, I mean, even shit was then uh, different back then too. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I know. I don't know. It just took me a long time to just accept everything, and I think that that's a lot of rural America's problem. Yeah, and I'm uh, not knocking rural America at all. I'm not either. I love I'm, living here. No, me too. I was born here. Right. I was born in that. I was born in the hospital that still exists. But they do not even deliver babies there anymore. Right. You know, I was one of the last years of being born there. Right. I get you. But uh, what? No, what I was just going to say was uh, that. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. That that is. I mean, 
it, I just think it's it's changing even in, in rural America, just like what we were saying. I think there's more people that's more, ex, you know, more they accept things more now than even what they would have back in the day. Like when we were kids, yeah, my parents would definitely say something about somebody with, you know, leather, blue hair, blue hair you know, tattoos. Or piercings. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But Be a huge I, I deal. I think, I mean, there's probably, like you said, there's probably still a little bit of that now, maybe, but... but uh, yeah, so I'm but, telling you. No, but let me just finish here. Okay, go ahead. So Sorry. there's probably a little bit of that still, but I think what little bit is left is more like people... People probably think that, but they don't say anything anymore. And then they'll like, you know, I mean, yeah, uh, it, it's not, it's just not any big deal anymore. You know, people, the world changes. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, what was you gonna say? Oh, um, okay. So, um, I mean, I was into uh, full blown. I mean, that's why I have tattoos and stuff. Like, you know, I was all into the, because uh, I love tattoos, man. I mean, I was all the, you know, I want to express myself. Right. You know, this is how I feel. No, I'm not judging you. It's on my I'm just, you know, I was just my, using that as yeah, a point no, 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 earlier. No. This is what I'm saying, though. So I, uh, this is, this is a real story, too. So I befriended a guy, um, you know, we started hanging out a lot when I was young and, I had tattoos, you know, at that time. Like, uh, I think I was 19. I already had my arms covered at 19. So, you know, that was uh, almost 20 years ago. So I've been tattooed forever. 20 years ago, tattoos were not popular. Right. So people are getting in their 20s, and people in their 20s now are getting tattoos, think it's like the hip thing to do and all this stuff. Like, I'm glad you guys are getting tattoos. If that's how you want to express yourself, that's awesome. But 20 years ago, people looked at you like you just got out of prison, and they didn't want to talk yeah, to well, you. Well, yeah, well, especially when I was a kid, most people had tattoos. Were sailors or well, army guys. Exactly. Or, they know. were either military or they were bikers, right? So, yeah. Um, it, my grandpa, my grandpa even had a tattoo on his arm, right? And I don't know, I, I know we've talked about it. I don't know if we've had it on the podcast, but he was actually telling me, he, you know, he was like, he told me one time, he said, kind of wish I'd never done that. And, uh, you know, and I was like a teenager at the time. And I said, really? You know, because I was considering it myself, which I don't right. have any tattoos. I might as well say that. But uh, he was like, uh, yeah. He said, uh, I don't know why a person would want to mark up their body like that. And I was like, well. Because his, you know, back back then when he got his was when he was in the Navy. When right. he was, you know, like 19, 20 years old. And right. it, it had been, you know, back then it wasn't great. So it was all faded and everything. Or not faded, but it was all like blurry looking, you know. And it was just black, no color. And anyway, so after that I thought, well, maybe you're right. So I just, I thought, well. Why would I, you know, why would I do that, really? Well, that's what changed my whole life. Tattoos. Really? Yeah. Oh. I really did. Like, I was getting these tattoos when they weren't popular, right? Yeah. So, you would hear um, anybody 
anyone, anyone that was older than me. You, know, uh-huh. like you just fucking, you just did that to yourself. That's forever. Right. You marked up your body. Mm-hmm. You look like you just got out of prison. You look like, you know, you're a piece of trash. No one's going to want to hire you. No one's, no one's going to ever let their daughter date you. You know, and you're 19 years old and you're thinking, like, oh, you hear all this shit. And it's like, oh, my God. Ah, I probably fucked up my whole life. Right? So right. I went through this whole whole thing of that for a while. And then I was like, I don't fucking need anybody else. Right. I don't need a, I don't need parents, some girl's approval of, to get that tattoo. Right. I'll get one if I fucking want one. Like, if you don't like me, then that's fine. Like, right. I, I just read it out. Like, I wrote it out. I kept getting them anyway. <laughs> and said, so fuck it. And then, uh, you know what? The, the tides have turned. Oh, definitely. And that's when my whole mindset of everything I believed in turned. Really? Yeah. And I was like, people actually do fucking change. Yeah. Because that was a, that was a saying for many, many years. I've always heard people never change. Mm-hmm. You are who you are. You know, no, you're not. Right. I can't say now being as many, I feel like I've been 10 different people in my entire life. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm 37, and who the fuck knows what I, who I'm going to be when I'm 67? I don't know. Right. Maybe I'll think totally different about it, all kinds of other shit. If we make it that long, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. Like, uh, I'm not held down by beliefs anymore. No, me either. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, you try to. You know, I don't know. You're not like Rogan says. You're not married to them, right? Like your beliefs. That's the way I look at it. Um, you have beliefs, probably. I have beliefs, but but I have it, core beliefs. But it doesn't matter. You, like they, be a good person. That, but you know, but I, no, like I'm that. just saying. There's some things you believe that that are My turn, up I'm, for debate, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You might you might believe something and wholeheartedly is fact, and then. Your whole world could change no, when you find out that wasn't true. Exactly. I know. You know. And that's what the problem is with most <clears throat> people on social media. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and then also, that I think that um, it goes as far as just the world, too. Like, if, uh, you know, I remember back in the day when you would have a girlfriend or a boyfriend and so-and-so would be like, oh, so-and-so's talking to so-and-so. And then you're just like, oh, really? Ah. And then you... you you know, these people might break up with their girlfriend or boyfriend, you know, over some bullshit rumor, you know. Right. And then it wasn't true. Right. Yeah, I remember that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. That was high school stuff. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, you gotta... Instead of believing the rumors, once you find out for yourself the facts, too. Right. Also, a lot going on right now mm-hmm. in the world. So... What? I don't know. <laughs> well, how long have we been on? Oh, shit. Been on for a while. We've been on for another 44 minutes. So. Oh, well, we might as well wrap yeah. it up for now. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Okay. 
till next week. And then, uh, <clears throat> like we said, you want to email in? It's Sean and Randy one two three four at yahoo dot com. That's right, yahoo dot com. I know you fucking people think we need a Sean and Randy dot com, but you're just gonna have to get over it. We're keeping it rule, right? Okay, yeah. yeah we <laughs> we just got off of AOL. Yeah, we just got off. We just got off a of dial up. Okay, we're trying to wean in. So. uh just to tease them right. about AOL stuff. <laughs> so we hope you guys enjoyed uh, Lawyer Jeff, and we hope you guys enjoyed our second part of, like, you know, Dreamland, etc. But uh, next week we uh, have another guest, and uh, I think all of America is going to find him very, very interesting. It's going to be great. So I hope you guys have a uh, fantastic few days and week, and... Whatever, but uh, we'll talk to you later and tune in to next time. Seriously, guys, the next one's going to be good, too. Thank you very much. I'm Sean. And I'm Randy. And this is Rule America. America.